It's Monday the 21st of August and welcome to another episode of Demolition News Radio. In this episode, why demolition training should embrace technology, marketing Monday and major episode tomorrow. This show is brought to you by Hydroquip, the UK's largest independent provider of on-site hose repairs. Call 0845 812 0212 for the 24-7 national call-out service. Or download the Hydroquip Job Manager app for iOS and Android devices from the App Store. I am about to give you an insight into the inner workings of my ceaseless brain and how I can pull together seemingly unrelated streams of thought and turn them into something close to an idea. First of all, I was watching a YouTube video of entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk and he was talking about education and how the advent of the internet and the widespread availability of smartphones could and should redress the education landscape. We should not be teaching children facts to remember, he said. Children now have instant access to all the facts they need at the click of a button. Fair point. A few nights later, I caught part of a BBC TV show, Child Genius, in which one child had memorised the order of an entire set of playing cards. Is that intelligence, or merely the sign of a great memory? Then, as I always tend to do, I started to turn this way of thinking towards the demolition industry. On most sites, the day begins with a briefing, a list of instructions and, ideally, a set of reminders of what not to do on a demolition site. Hopefully, those instructions make their way into the heads of the workers, and those instructions are carried out to the letter. But with the advent of smartphone technology and building information modelling, why are we still leaving those instructions to chance? With a very simple app, each worker's defined role could be sent to their mobile device with just one click at the start of the day. They could click themselves to confirm those instructions had been received and understood. Those clicks could be transmitted to the site or project manager, possibly accompanied by photos, allowing them to remotely monitor progress and highlight any potential problems or pinch points before they become an issue. Those clicks could also be logged centrally to form part of the BIM data package and could be used to safeguard the contractor in the event of an accident. Given the widespread use of immigrant workers, those instructions could easily be translated electronically as well. In short, rather than giving a team of, of workers a great list of facts in the possibly vain hope they would be remembered, each worker would be given job-specific tasks for which they were solely accountable. This is a system that is used widely in the manufacturing industry where, in many factories, it's possible to trace which worker assembled which piece of a machine or a car. So why can't it be applied to demolition and construction? Of course, such an idea throws up several questions. Do mobile phones really have a place on a live demolition site? Are demolition workers sufficiently competent to engage with and maintain such a system? But that is the mindset of now. That is a mindset based on classroom teaching and the recollection of facts. Surely if we are to address the challenges of the future, we should be developing the necessary solutions now. And now a word from our sponsor. Cantrack Global provides the only tracking device capable of working on demolition equipment and attachments out of the box. 
Its super rugged design is fully waterproof and provides both the equipment location and the ability to recover in the event of a theft. Attachment rec recoveries were up 220% in 2016 alone. See CantrackGlobal.com or Google the Cantrack asset to find out more. You know what day it is, and that can mean only one thing. It's Marketing Monday. And this week, I would like to suggest you, you all go native. Now, before you all head off in search of your loincloth, let me explain. A large amount of demolition and demolition equipment marketing today takes place via social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. But while these all live on the internet, they, their audiences, and their platforms all have very specific requirements. For example, landscape-shaped video looks great on YouTube, but if it's the wrong size, it won't work on Twitter, and Instagram works best with square-formatted images and video. The audiences on these platforms are equally variable. Facebook users tend to watch video with the sound off, so interviews accompanied or not accompanied by subtitles can miss a key demographic. Instagram offers only limited ability to link out to a separate website, and Twitter limits videos to just over two minutes. It's tempting to take a one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and to social media, but the business users of LinkedIn and the more casual users of Facebook have very different needs and requirements, and you ignore those differences at your peril. And finally, tomorrow marks a key anniversary for me, and even though it marks an event I would much rather forget, we are planning a longer show that looks back at a split second that changed my life. Thanks for listening and see you again tomorrow.